0: How can the Capitals best help out their goalies this season? I'll discuss next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. The regular season will be starting here soon and I would love to talk Caps hockey with you one-on-one and we can do that. Just check the show description for more details on how we can chat on subtext. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash on to get started. So in today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about is Matthew Phillips the guy. A guy that kind of came out of nowhere and all of a sudden is poised to be Cracking the opening night roster, or that's what it appears. Is he the right guy? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how Ovi McMichael and Ivan Miroshnashenko were skating on the top line today. What that means for the Capitals and what can we read into that. But just to get it going here, we'll talk about how the Capitals can help their goalies. So one of the things that was spoke about here there was an article in RMNB where they were talking about Spencer Carberry, and he was kind of taking a look at the Capitals last season. What went right? What went wrong? And his general assessment was... There were too many odd man rushes, and that puts the goalies under extreme pressure. And kind of my belief is is if you take a look at the Capitals' goalies, if they did not have Darcy Kemper, if they did not have Charlie Lindgren, they would have probably lost more games. It's just that they truly had elite level goalies that even kept the Capitals in these games. But now. Spencer Carberry was taking some look at some film from last year and this year and seeing what was going right and what was going wrong. And he, you know, made sure that he didn't, you know, throw anyone under the bus in particular, i.e. Peter Laviolette from last season. But one of the things that he noticed was odd man rushes and uh, odd man rushes are difficult for goalies to stop is they have to guess correctly on a shot or pass from the oncoming forward with the puck and adjust accordingly in a split second. It's kind of 50-50 odds or maybe not even that great. I mean, you have to kind of anticipate where that shot is going to come from and make the right movement just right And if you're wrong, it's a goal. And if you get it, well, you got kind of lucky, it almost seems like. So that is why the Capitals want to avoid such high danger chances. And what can they do to ultimately fix it? Carberry believes the Caps can cut down on rushes this season and make their netminders life a lot easier. He said, quote, I have liked what I've seen in camp and I liked a lot of the film that I watched last year from them, Carberry said. And I felt like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and talk about last year and break things down, but one area where I felt like our goalies were put in tough spots were odd man rushes against. We were 28th in the league with odd man rushes against. And so when you're constantly seeing those two-on-ones, breakaways, three-on-twos, they're put you in some tough spots. So we're going to do everything we can do as a staff to make sure our players understand we've got to help them out. And if you have great goalies, it'll keep you in games. And sometimes I've seen truly great goalies go to poor teams, and those goalies have struggled. If we want to recollect even Braden Holpe, what kind of lights out goalie he was on the Capitals. And then we know he went out to Vancouver for a while and struggled. And then subsequently he went to the Dallas Stars and played rather well, all things considered. So sometimes it's just a matter of who is playing around you in certain systems. And, you know, if you even want to keep it with the Capitals here, take a look at Phoenix Copley. Never really found a home with the Capitals, went out to the L.A. Kings, killed it. Same thing goes for Philip Grubauer. Same thing goes for Varlamov and a lot of other goalies. And I'm just, since we're talking about goalies, I'll keep it with goalies here. And sometimes it's systems, whether it's good, whether it's bad. It it just works or it doesn't. And it's my belief um, that ultimately it was Kemper and Lindgren were ultimately the two goalies that saved the Caps' bacon. If it wasn't for elite-level netminding, the Capitals would have probably been far worse than the record indicated. Listen, they missed the playoffs for the first time in quite some time, but they would probably have missed it by a more substantial margin if they did not have elite-level goaltending. And listen, oftentimes I think Caps fans take for granted that, you know, they always have top-tier goalies. I mean, I want you to think back to a time where the Capitals had a really, really poor goalie. It's been quite some time, and I'm not talking about, you know, maybe a subpar backup. I'm talking about their number one netminder, not just being killer. Um, you know, if you even just want to take a look here, you know, we you have Kemper on the team, but before that was Holpi, and then there's Michael Neuwirth and Varlamov, and that that's just in recent memory, Thomas Volkun and... You know, all these other players that have come and gone in, in that time period as well. So even in somewhat recent uh, history, let's say like the last 10, 12 years or so, the Capitals have always had really excellent goalies. The best thing that we can do as Capitals fans is to support them as the Capitals players. What they need to do is help avoid those situations last year that put the Capitals goalies under such pressure. There was a lot of people saying, why, you know, aren't they playing better? But like Harbury points out here that, um, you know, those odd man rushes and that kind of thing are difficult. Um, And in the article here in RMNB, they said among all goaltenders, they saw at least 1000 minutes last season, excuse me, Kemper faced The fourth most rush attempts per 60 minutes in the league, Charlie Lindgren was spared a little more than his battery mate, but he still finished seeing the 22nd most rush attempts per 60 minutes out of the 55 eligible goaltenders. Um, So certain things are starting to come into focus a little bit more about what went wrong with the Capitals. I think that the easy answer last year was to say, well, of course, Dan, they were horrible. They they were besieged with injuries. And of touche, you're right. That was part of the equation. But I ultimately think it was certain systems that were implemented or weren't implemented by Peter Laviolette. But if it's a goalie thing, that almost kind of veers into the goalie coach a little bit. So um, maybe something should be said about that. And you know, I don't want to talk about you know the mechanics of what goes on behind the scenes because, to be honest with you, I'm not privy to that. I don't know how much Peter Laviolette inserted his opinion uh, on certain things. But I think that ultimately. It wasn't the goalie. The goalies did the right thing. It was the, the odd man rushes against it. So, you know, thinking about that, that is more of a Peter Laviolette system or that is more of his assistant system. Um, so I think all things considered, the goalies did the right thing most of the time. I'm not saying they never made the wrong move, but if you take a look at uh, what went right and what went wrong. It was like what Spencer Carberry said. He's a very astute guy. He said that there was too many odd man rushes there against, and that is what caused that. And that was a a systems things. What is one of the things that Kuznetsov said? He, playing under Peter Laviolette drove him crazy. What he wanted uh, from his players was to dump in in the puck, into the zone, and then screen the goalie. And uh, he goes, where does that leave uh, an elite level, uh, you know, shot maker like me, a a guy that can really shoot the puck really well. So um, as we, you know, kind of distance ourselves more and more from the Peter Laviolette years, or or the time that he was here, rather, you kind of start to see that there were flaws in his system. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of production he can get with the Rangers. uh, But you are starting to see kind of looking at the footage, like, It was more than just injuries. It was more than just John Carlson and Tom Wilson and Nick Baxter missing a good chunk of times. It was a systems problem uh, in, in, in Carberry's assessment. And I think that, you know, the record would indicate as much they missed the playoffs for the first time since 2014, something was wrong. And then, you know, the knee jerk thing to say, well, it was because they were injured again, part of the equation, but not the only thing they need to do what they can do to help out their goalies. And he says here, quote, and we were a good defensive team last year, solid in other metrics than that. But that's one area that stuck out to me. Carberry says, if you can alleviate a couple two on ones a game and take those off their shoulders, that's a huge help. When I went through it, I was like, gosh, that's a great, there are some tough situations and they were put in a lot of tough situations. And I have a ton of confidence in both those guys. From what I've seen thus far in camp and then going back to what I watched last year. So that is some sage advice from Spencer Carberry. Like, again, he really knows he's really tuned in and he's looking at old footage to see, you know, what pitfalls, you know, the Capitals don't want to fall into this year. Uh, Defenseman Martin Ferry, Martin Farivari was also asked about that in the systems. He says, I think he knows what to do. I really like this system, the way we play. I had him in Hershey and I always liked it and I never had any issues. So I think it should be a really good fit for us as Caps players. Again, and that was the the assessment of the players and that was the assessment of Spencer Carberry about one glaring issue with this team is just airing out the goalies to dry, putting them in tough situations to make a lot of high danger saves and, you know, flipping a coin. Are they going to be in the right spot? Flip the coin, or maybe they're in the wrong spot. Let's alleviate those issues this year by implementing new systems that aren't going to put the capitals goalies under duress, you know, extended periods. Again, odd man breaks are going to happen, of course, but if you can limit those, I think that that is going to be one of the keys to the capital success and listen, no real complaints with this season. I think everything has gone really well. Again, the record, you don't really want to look at wins and losses in the preseason. You really, really don't. And some people have questioned me on that, but it's more about assessing talent who stood out and seeing how different players mesh with different players. I don't think anything is set in stone yet, but that is what this is about right now is assessment. And one of Spencer Carberry's assessments was that he feels like the Capitals last season kind of aired uh, their goalies out uh, to dry a little bit too much. All right. So coming up here after the break, we will talk about how Alex Ovechkin, Connor McMichael, and Ivan Mirishnashenko were skating on the same line together. Should we read too much into that? I'll discuss next. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And guys, even if you're not that into betting, if you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game, or you could bet on an upcoming Commanders game, It would make that game that much more exciting. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. The NHL season starts next week, and Locked On has put together the ultimate season preview for the Capitals. You can find the episode available now on this podcast feed. Just check the location on YouTube and your pod catcher of choice. All right. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the Capitals uh, at camp today at practice and the lines and what it meant that Alex Ovechkin and Connor McMichael and Ivan Maryshenko were skating on the same line together. What am I going to read into it? Not a whole lot. I would love to have something juicy for you here, but ultimately what that was about. Uh, was that Nick Backstrom had skated last night and they were trying to give him a bit of a break and also some odd things, uh, kind of if you take a look at it for practice, is that TJ Oshie was getting in some time with the defensemen, but that was just to really help uh, cycle through uh, some of the players so they could get all the work in that they need there. But um, I think that uh, some people wanted to read a little bit more into it, but ultimately... Nick Backstrom, Kuznetsov, and other players, uh, regular players, were not skating after the game in Boston. McMichael was given the top line center role, kind of as a you know a thank you and kind of a, t- a tip of the hat uh, to be skating with Alex Ovechkin and Ivan Miroshnichenko. So even though Connor McMichael did skate the night before, they were kind of going out of their way to to you know give him a tip of the hat, to give him an accolade, to give him an attaboy by skating on the top line with Alex Ovechkin and Ivan Mirshinashenko at the center position. Listen, I don't hate that. Uh, I would honestly like to see what that looks like in a game time situation. Is that going to be the case in the next game? I guess we'll have more information, you know, if they have practice tomorrow about how that shakes out. But that would be an intriguing one for me to watch, to see Connor McMichael, who I've always talked about. I think excels, of course. At the center position, that is his native position. So it's not like I'm saying anything too novel there. But to see him at a top tier level, at being the center, I think it would be really interesting to see how he excels. um, Because I know that they kind of had him slated in as being a wing. But, you know, take a look at him last game, 10 shots on goal. Really can't ask a whole lot more of uh, Connor McMichael than than that. And then you take a look at what he did last season with Hershey in the Calder Cup victory there. So uh, I hope that, you know, we could see a glimpse of that. If that actually is a game time scenario, I would be super pumped to see that. But make sure and follow or subscribe Locked On Capitals as I do videos throughout the day updating you on what's going on at camp. But that is kind of an intriguing line to take a look at. Again, it was a big reward for the 21-year-old forward, uh, but then, like I said, an interesting thing on defense, uh, TJ Oshi was slotted in on defense, but he was there just to give the defenders equal reps. Uh, I don't think that any, there's nothing too much to read into that, but if you want to take a look at the complete lines, Ovi... Mick Michael, Miro on the top line, Snively, LaPierre, Abe Cubel on the second line, Mantha, Protus, Phillips on the third line, Malenstein, Scarboza on, and uh, it's cut off here on the fourth line. So pretty good, all things considered. And then if you take a look at the D pairings there, it's Alexia and Jensen, Farivari, McElrath, and then Johansson and Haman Octel. So it's going to be interesting to see you know, how this all shakes out. And just for some clarification, I've heard, you know, from a couple different people on YouTube saying, I can't believe you are bashing back Malenstein. Listen, I'm not bashing back Malenstein. The only thing that I was saying is that, is he more deserving than than Ivan Miroshnashenko? It's just a question. I, I mean, I, I guess I at this point, it's kind of a coin flip. I'm not too sure. There are uh, things that I do like about back Malenstein's game. He's a physical presence and, you know, he had some great opportunities in the last game. But what I'm saying is that it's not so clear cut. It's not so clear cut as, you know, Connor McMichael had 10 shots on goal. That's really good. There are some outliers. There are some more tertiary moves that aren't so crystal clear. So if you take a look at Beck Malenstein, he has shown flashes of greatness and has had a pretty good camp. But. Is, is he more deserving than an Ivan Mirshinashenko? Is he more deserving than a Hendricks Slop here? You know, it, it's debatable in certain in, instances here. I do think that he does have a leg up over a uh, Hendricks Lop here. But if you want to take a look at Ivan Mirshinashenko, I guess it, it's hard to say for uh, for certain. He is a bit green. He hasn't spent a whole lot of time playing U.S. hockey. But we haven't had a whole lot of time to see how he plays in real game situations, that is the big thing that I'm pushing for. That is why I'm banging the drum for Ivan Mirshinashenko so much. Okay, so if we kind of have things laid out, like it's going to be McMichael on the big team and it's going to be Matthew Phillips on the big team, well, then we can just kind of know that, set that aside, and let's try out some other things and see how they work. Throw it at the wall and see if it, st- it sticks there. Wouldn't that be a, a, an interesting thing to see in a game, Ovi, McMichael, and Mira on the top line? If these preseason games are about assessment, Then let's assess. I would like to see that, wouldn't you? Um, I don't think that you know we need to be you know a staunch and we don't need to have. Well, these are going to be the lines in the start of the season and that's what we're going to roll with until you know the regular season starts. No, let's toy around with it a little bit. Let's let's mix and match and see what kind of chemistry we can get. That's what the preseason's about. So uh, that's what I'm saying, and I I don't diminish anything that Malenstein's done. I'm just saying that it's kind of a coin flip. Who's better? You know, and there's fans out there, just like you can kind of tell I'm a bit of a Beck, or excuse me, I'm a bit of a Ivan Mirosh fan. I don't know if you can tell that. There are people out there that are Connor McMichael fans and Beck Malenstein fans. It's just people pick favorites. It's human nature. Uh, but again, I don't want to say, I, I was never trying to diminish uh, Beck Malenstein. It is going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out and who is going to be in the lineup in the next game. Those are the storylines to watch. All right, so coming up here after the break, we were talking about Matthew Phillips and how he has had a great camp and great preseason games, but is he the guy? We'll talk about that coming up. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do whatever it takes. The same thing is true in business. If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews. So Indeed knows what you're going to, through to own your own business. You have to make every dollar count. That's why you need Indeed. You only pay for the quality applicants that match your must-have requirements. Indeed knows hiring needs Needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. That is why you need Indeed. So make it easy. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on. To start hiring now, just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire. You need Indeed. That is right. Indeed.com slash locked on. Check it out today. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You'll have to excuse me. I have a bit of a a hoarse voice here is coming on here. So I hope that that is nothing that's going to continue. Makes it a little bit difficult to do a podcast, but we're hoping for the best here. In the next segment here, we are going to talk about is Matthew Phillips the guy. It does appear that he is the guy. All he has done is kill it so far. OT game winner. What else could you ask for? But is he the right guy? I mean, if you take a look at it, he has great point production so far with the Capitals. Uh, A bit of a steal. Everything that I've heard is it's a bit of a steal. Not from, you know, your average hockey fan, but the true hockey nerds, the insiders. Uh, You know, like I said, I heard Elliot Freeman on the 32 Thoughts podcast and Jeff Merrick talking about him. If you're an everydayer, you know I've spoke of this, is that what a steal for Washington. I can't believe that the Calgary let him go. And I'm like, wow this has got my radar up because Jeff Merrick is a guy I consider to be pretty plugged in. Again, not a casual hockey fan, a hockey nerd. He lives it, walks it, talks it. So it was an intriguing thing for me to see them talking about him and ultimately is he going to be uh, the right guy on this team this year again a a lot we don't know right now it's going to depend on how certain things shake out he's put the coaching staff on notice carberry says you're starting to see a player that is obviously undersized but it doesn't affect him a whole lot when it comes to his play or his compete level the ability to get on the forecheck and win loose pucks as we know that Phillips signed in Washington to get a new look, the 25-year-old appeared in one game for the Flames in 2021. The last two seasons, it's a different pace of play in the NHL. Phillips says that's something that I'm learning as I go here, but I do think my game translates, and I think it does. But just taking a look at him, he is a bit of a smaller man, all things considered: five foot eight, 160. Pounds, a bit of a smaller guy. What would I give him as advice? I would give him the same advice that I would give to Hendrik Slop here or Connor McMichael as they received that advice was that you should bulk up. You should hire a nutritionist, maybe hit the gym, eat some lean protein, and bulk up. I'm not saying that you should get a a Big Mac or a Whopper and put on pounds that way. Lean fat, you know, that's the what they always say. That's what they told Hendrik Slop here and Connor McMichael because they were getting pushed off the puck too early. That's my fear with Phillips. And I know that Phillips says, I don't think of myself as a small guy. And I think that in my mind, I feel like I play big, but in my mind, I feel like I'm a millionaire. When I took a, take a look at my bank account, it says something different. So, um, actuality and reality and, you know, fantasy land, those are all things to consider, but all things considered, I do think that Matthew Phillips is going to be a pleasant addition to this team. Where is he going to slot in? that's an intriguing thing. And if he's in there, who is the odd man out? Because as you know, someone goes in, someone's got to come out. Alexi Protus, big question mark for me, his future with the team, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, hasn't really popped on the score sheet. He just really hasn't. I know that he had a great camp last year and played kind of meh throughout the season, flashes of greatness. And then that would go away. He helped out the Hershey bears and their Calder cup push. But again, Sustainability that is the continuity that this team is looking for is sustainability playing great this night and that night and everything in between, and maybe having an off night here or there. When is the last time that you remember Tom Wilson having a bad game, Alex Ovechkin having a bad game? That's what I'm talking about, you know. And I understand that not every hockey player out there is going to be top tier, but um, you know, they could work on it. Take a look at Phillips again. There's nothing bad. I, I honestly, you know, I, I, I'm i wanting to look for something bad for Phillips. The only thing that I can say is that he's a bit undersized. That's the only thing. His game is pretty sound again, but this is just the preseason. We don't know how he's going to play against other teams, you know, starting lineup. We've seen some of the starting lineup, but what, how is he going to fare If someone big, you know, like, uh, I don't know, to pick the biggest name player that you can think of, Maroon, out there, or think of Milan Lucic, or think of, you know, fill-in-the-blank big guy on on a roster, how is he going to fare if all of a sudden gets hit really hard? Is he going to hold up to that, or is he going to fold like a deck of cards? Because let's face it, some of the guys down in the AHL Aren't as big. I know that there, you know, there's bigger players there as well. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting thing to think about. How is he going to handle getting really smacked by a big NHL player? Um, and it's going to be tough. You see some of that sometimes evident in someone like TJ Oshi. TJ Oshi is also a player that doesn't uh, think of himself as a small player, and he's not. TJ Oshi is not a huge man, but in p- p- pretty good shape, all things considered. I've never revered him as a small guy. But sometimes he plays bigger than he is. And subsequently, oftentimes he's injured. That is my big cause for concern with Matthew Phillips is his size, you know, and I'm all about I am. So that's who I am. I don't know if that's going to be the case here with Matthew Phillips. I really hope I'm pulling for it. What we've seen thus far is good again. But this isn't necessarily playing other teams top tier players. There were some big players against the Boston Bruins. I get that, but I'm talking about starting lineup, big guys. And one of the things uh, about Phillips is despite his small size, he actually has a physicality to his game. So I haven't seen that evident too much, but that is the scouting report on him. Uh, again, I have n- you know nothing negative to say about him for the most part, except for his size. Phillips scored a combined 67 goals the past two seasons for the Calgary's AHL affiliate, where he played under new Washington assistant Mitch Love, and uh, that was the connection there. There is this odd Calgary-Washington connection. I'm not going to think about it too much, but it does appear that you know it was a, a solid acquisition, and if someone like Jeff Merrick signs off on for him, that's good enough for me. Just kind of keep that in the back of your mind yeah. as you watch the season progress. Uh, how is he going to fare against some of the bigger players in the NHL? It's not as easy as it looks, uh, but we're hoping for the best from him. Some of the guys are slippery. You know, you take a look at Nick Backstrom, not an overtly big guy, but he doesn't get injured too often except for the hip surfacing procedure, which wasn't really a, an injury. It was just something that happened over time. But in any event, I do think that Matthew Phillips on paper appears to be the guy on the Capitals forwards, the new guy on the team, The thing that is going to have to be thought about is who's coming out to, to, so he can fit into the lineup. There is someone going to be disappointed. Who is it going to be? I think Connor McMichael has solidified his spot on the Capitals this year. Finally, finally, Um, let's hope he's sustainable. Then he will continue to get a red sweater and not a brown sweater. And uh, we can hope nothing but the best for a lot of these young guys that are hoping for big things. You take a look at Slop here. still a little bit of time. Ivan Miroshnishenko, you're going to get that call up. I just have a feeling that you're not going to crack the opening night roster, but don't lose the faith. You've killed it. And then in tomorrow's episode, I will talk about the blue line, ultimately, and who I think is going to make that. I don't think there's any real surprises there. Hardy, Hobbin, Octel, Alexia, Lucas, Johansson, Vinny Iorio. A lot of things to consider. Who's going to make the blue line for you this, ne- this coming season? Hit me up on Twitter at Dan Caps 218 or at Caps. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave me a comment. Who makes the blue line? And is Matthew Phillips the guy? Is Beck Malenstein the guy? Is Connor McMichael? Who is going to crack this roster It's an intriguing thing to think about. All right, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitalism. Are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, and Wizards So no matter what major D.C. sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. Not to mention Locked On NHL, NHL news on your podcatcher of choice and on YouTube. So subscribe or follow to Locked On NHL today. All right. My name is Dan Holmey, host of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.